I'm a part-time rock star. What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 133, this week featuring my guests Steve and Jay from the Philadelphia-based alternative rock band Phantasm. Uh, they put out a new song recently called Spirit Box, which uh, is out on all major streaming platforms, and uh, they say it was kind of inspired by some real-life experiences as well as the metaphysical. Uh, they compare their sound to Muse, Royal Blood, Tool, and the Dillinger Escape Plan, among others. But uh, yeah, we had a pretty fun conversation, had a few laughs about their uh, music video, uh, specifically the one for Lock and Key. So I added all their links to that stuff in the episode notes, which you should be able to find. Um, as always, thanks for listening, uh, thanks for supporting local music, we all definitely appreciate it, hopefully. You yourself are doing okay this summer. Uh, maybe headed to the beach, maybe doing some fun stuff, maybe not. Who knows? Um, wherever you're listening, definitely feel free to subscribe or follow the podcast. Even drop a rating, stuff like that. It always helps. And in personal news and notes, I will be at Brookville Brewing on Friday. We'll be playing some acoustic covers and hanging out around uh, 6 to 9 or something like that. Then uh, Saturday, headed up to Delaware with the Big Laird Band to uh, play some classic rock covers up at Midnight Oil Brewing, and uh, that should be around the same time frame, so uh, keep tabs on my socials, look out for that, and uh, yeah, um, just gotta mention Truly Strings out of Laurel, Maryland, if you're in the DMV, definitely check out Steven at Truly Strings on Instagram, he uh, takes care of all my guitars, does a killer job, and uh, yeah. Without too much further ado, get to the conversation with Phantasm. I hope you know that this is enough. And when I'm burned out and working sun. But I'm a part-time rock star. How you guys doing? Oh, not too shabby. Yeah. It's hot. Yeah, you guys uh, from the East Coast or where are you guys at? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're in Philly. 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 Cool. Yeah. How about you? I'm uh, down the road, down 95 in uh, Baltimore. Oh, nice. It, it is uh, equally hot down here, I think. Yeah. So Maybe a little hotter. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully uh, Philly's Philly's cool still, not temperature wise, but you know, just uh, <laughs> summer wise, people getting out playing shows, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, we just did our our first show back since COVID last week. Nice. So that was great. Feels like it's coming back. It felt like kind of normal. I don't, know. You know? I don't know if that was like the best gauge of coming back though, because because of the situation around that one. That was that was, we played, we played uh, 
basically where that big shooting happened in Philly, it was like the venue's like right there. Oh, nice. Like that happened like right in front of this venue. And I think that might have like, I know a few people were like, I don't really feel like going down after that. You know? Yeah. I played a show in Brooklyn like a couple weeks, not even a couple, like a couple days after that uh, Metro shooting. Oh, but yeah. I was like, I don't know if that'll weird people out or not, but I obviously didn't take the train. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, uh, maybe, maybe I'll Uber there. Yeah. Yeah, I was just, I was just in Brooklyn yesterday, and I took the train, and um, they had just have cops down there. Like, was it probably, was like, it like outside of the club that we played last week? Was it like wall to wall blue? I mean, they were just like the one stop that we went to. There's just a couple cops just chilling there, just kind of off to the side, but they were there. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's cool. You guys are getting back at it. Uh, you know, welcome on what I call the uh, the part time rock star podcast. It's about yeah, as, thank uh, you. Low budget and laid back as you can get, as you can probably tell. Um, I'm really only recording ever really record audio. Every once in a while, I record video if people want it, but I don't have one of those like you know fancy Joe Rogan podcast <laughs> bunkers or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, Dude, yeah, that's great. Cool. Um, thanks for taking the time. It looks like, according to Spotify, you guys have been a band since 06. So I guess we'll start there, if that is uh, indeed correct. Well, that was our first uh, release, okay. I believe, was, was 06. And then we started, I think our first show was in 03. Yeah, was it the JCC Union Room? I don't know. Can't forget that. <laughs> well, that's a, basically what I was going to say is that's a long time to be at it. I mean, uh, considering most people I talk to, unless they're in, uh, you know, mid-sized, mid-level to upper-level touring bands, most of us, I feel like, are kind of in the, uh, or most people I talk to are kind of in the two to three to maybe five to six year range. So you guys uh been at it slightly longer, which is intriguing to me. So I guess I was just going to dive into that. And maybe, you know, because yeah. I, I can obviously make a ton of assumptions about you guys, but it's better that I don't and just uh, <laughs> let you explain maybe how it got well, going or what you've been doing. I think I think one of the big reasons for longevity is not being very successful for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> if at uh, first you don't succeed, try again. So you keep trying. Just to quit. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. At some point, at some point, we'll hit that ten thousand hour mark, which yeah. I think we've done on this record. Well, let me put it this way then: like you have three albums again, according to Spotify. Maybe you got like eighteen out on Bandcamp. I don't know about, but you know, at least from there, it's about five years apart between albums, which isn't like that abnormal. But you know, it begs the question: like, what happened in the five year periods? We just kind of collecting material just jamming songwriting or did you take a break for five years and hate each other's guts and then make make amends one day and we're like all right let's make a new album again or band members moved to tahiti or in jail or addicted or dead or you know you, you see where i'm going with this like I yeah i kind of need to fill in these gaps well i i wish it was more interesting than it, really it is isn't. i think um we we historically have been notoriously slow songwriters 
like we would just kind of yeah yeah, we would just kind of uh instrumentally first we would just kind of piece everything together and it would we'd jam it out as a group and go over it and over it and over it until we got something that we thought was was cool and and unique sounding yeah and also to get everyone everyone had to be happy with what was going on too yeah right so getting three people to be happy with what's going on in a track is like not impossible, but it's it makes it harder. You know, well, it's easier than four people, right? Yeah, or yeah, five. Exactly. So, exactly. yeah, um, and yeah, and so that was that's kind of for the the earlier stuff. That was what happened. But something on the on the new record, we found that we were able to kind of like not overthink things. And um, Steve and I would get in a room together and we would uh, we with the intention of writing a song within one rehearsal, you know, or one uh, one writing session. So it might be it might be just kind of like the bones of a song or it might be, you know, just something. But we would make sure that we we recorded it and then that would be kind of the the model of that song moving forward and not trying to just like. I don't think we really changed a song for a year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we even changed too much of stuff from the original demos of that those songs that we, we were putting out. I think yeah. I think most of the things that were great about those songs were already there. We just got out of the way of it and like Yeah. So just like normal life stuff, just kinda chipping away at it. Yeah. Yeah, and and I mean, you know, you talk about in between, uh, clever cunning act, actor, graph the pulse, um, impossible machines. There was no hiatus in between those yeah. albums. Okay. We were we were playing music three days a week. We lived in a house together. We were we were actively writing. Yeah. We were also touring a lot in between all that. So yeah. you know, when you're touring a lot, you're kind of tightening up your set. You know, yeah. you're not always thinking about the next record. So you kind of get caught up. Touring is really fun. We're playing a bunch of shows, trying to make connections, maybe not focusing on the writing as much as we should have been. Yeah. No, that's cool. I was just genuinely curious, you know. Um, a lot of people try to go for like the two or three year cycle, I feel like. But then again, a lot of people aren't even doing albums anymore. You know, it's yeah. just more like a song comes up. I mean, at least... Even that's how I am at this point. It's just, I don't know, every few months maybe, come up with a song. Try to fire it out if you can. But, um, but yeah, I really wanted to also ask you guys about the, uh, about the video for, uh, for the tiger, as it were. Um, I was kind of curious. Oh, for, uh, yeah, uh, lock and key video, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, pretty cool video, pretty cool concept. Uh, my first thought was, whose dad uh, did you get <laughs> swindled into doing a music mm-hmm. video? Um, <laughs> and then uh, I got to give a lot of props to whoever did the uh, videography, because uh, I think they did a really good job and had a couple unique shots in there, for sure, that you don't see in, in every video. So. Oh, cool. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, so the actor, uh, his name is... Uh... James E.D. Keating, uh, and he is a Philly actor. Um, he's a guy, I, so I'm a, I work in film, 
and he's he was on a um a couple films that I worked on and I just loved his look. He just has this yeah. kind of like old school like David Lynch kind of, you know, kind of look to him and he really unhinged a little. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And he's kind of like that in real life a little bit. He's like a, <laughs> you know, he's he's a, a cool guy and he really commits, you know what I mean? And I would just be like um so I I directed the video, so I, I, I knew that um, I wanted to do this kind of like cult-ish kind of thing. Yeah. We needed a, needed a cult leader, and I, I just kind of love like old guys in movies and stuff like that. So I thought that he would be great for it, and he he totally killed it. You know what I mean? Not he, even that old. I think he's 37. <laughs> yeah. He just drinks yeah, he like a lot of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> a bottle of vodka a day or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he he's he's a sweet guy, but he you know, if I would just be like, let's, you know, go crazy and, and he would just keep going until I stopped him. You know, what I mean, sometimes yeah. we just let the camera roll just to see what he was going to do because he'll he'll go for yeah. it, whatever, <laughs> whatever I, it is. I, yeah, I thought maybe you just locked one of your dads in like a room with a <laughs> bottle of liquor and a pack of cigarettes <laughs> and just said, go do stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I think all of our dads are really. Uh, I think they're pretty pretty straight laced all of them i mean maybe yeah. maybe your dad's the most wild card of the bunch he maybe. Was i don't know if rock and roller yeah i don't know if he'd get in his boxers and uh and uh white beer on a in <laughs> a music video for just for fun but uh yeah. <laughs> but james did it and he was he was awesome to work with and uh, i'll give a shout out to uh the cinematographer on that video his name is todd rawweiser uh ah. So yeah, him and I, uh, we work together a lot, and um, and uh, yeah, so he he's the, the DP cinematographer for that video. So he you know uh, crafted a lot of those shots, and uh, nice. I think that's really what makes makes it look amazing. Yeah, it looks great, and I mean, got to give a lot of credit to you then too for drawing up that script because it, it stands out you know a little bit more than the average one. It wasn't quite which way you're gonna take it, but uh, it was. Yeah, cool. thank you. As long as a video like has direction, you know what I mean? It's almost like completely secondary, which direction, north, south, west, east, whatever. It's like as long as it's going somewhere, you know, I always like it more personally, you know, but yeah, um, yeah, I um, I can go either way. Sometimes I like a music video that's just a pure visual expression, you know, that's just yeah. like it's just kind of it complements the song and maybe you know, adds an emotional kind of appeal to whatever's going on. Um, but but sometimes a story is really cool, too. And this was kind of a story yeah. uh, mixed with, you know, mixed with visuals that hopefully elevate yeah. the rest of it. Cool. I like and hearing then... you talk about your video stuff, Jay. Huh? It's oh, nice. <laughs> I, I, I get to, I, I love it, like, as far as, like, the the video stuff goes like I'm a good hand, so I don't have to worry yeah. about it. I know it's going to be great. But... <laughs> These days that's like the most important guy in the band, man. I mean, if you don't have video, Especially nowadays. yeah, it's like visual so important. Yeah. I mean, who's, who's going to TikTok without video, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we didn't do any dance numbers in the next video that we're putting out. We should have had a um, dance number. Oh, well, next time. Next time. Um, yeah, so I guess then you do have a new video. Uh, when's that coming? 
Is there yeah, a, is that, uh, like, we don't have a uh, release date, two, or is it like a little yeah, farther? Yeah, it's it's gonna be. So we have the uh, the record release set for July. Um, it's uh, I believe it's the last week in July, um, okay. and so it's gonna be between now and then. I right. believe it's the, it's on the twenty fifth, or I'm sorry, the twenty sixth. So, oh no, I'm sorry. It's the previous week. It's the nineteenth, um, and so the video is going to come out sometime between now and then. So, right and on. we released the song. Yeah, it's for Spirit Box. We released the song okay, uh, cool. about a week ago. So yeah, yeah, that was going to be my next question. Sort of, you know, if you wanted to talk about that song for a minute, I figured I would slap it on this episode. Um, it, cool. Uh, mostly, I was going to ask: Is it a part then of uh, of a bigger album? Or is it more strictly a single? But um, anything you got to say about it, obviously, uh, free reign. So, uh, yeah, it's a part of a bigger album. I I think this uh, this whole album's kind of. I think each album has like a little bit of a theme in it, and yeah. I think this one this one was exploring a lot of like you know occult ideas. Let's just say, okay. fourteen ideas, cool. if you will. Like this one is like, Spirit Box was is is kind of taking the concept and usage of speaking with whatever, uh, and then turning it into parallels with modern information technology. Oh shit! <laughs> Ever pick up a copy of this one? <laughs> you know, I actually don't have. I don't have any. Uh, Crowley works. I have a bunch of others, though. I got man, yeah. For anyone listening, I was I was holding up a book of uh, Alistair Crowley, but um, yeah. One of no. the most interesting fe- fe- uh, figures of all all of history, I think. One of, probably in the yeah. top twenty-five most interesting. Yeah, I mean, people. all I really knew of him as a kid was that Jimmy Page bought his house, and it was like still haunted yeah. on Loch Ness. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think that's probably the first place I heard of him was through like Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Like, page. Um, back to um, music, I suppose. Yeah. I so know. I guess what were we? What were we saying? You were kind of talking about the theme of the album, Steve, right? And oh uh, yeah. And how it's well, all based on the occult and Aleister Crowley. <laughs> well, not necessarily Aleister Crowley, but yeah. Um, nah. When you have, when you have like a whole year to basically, you know, not do all the things you thought you were going to do. And, you know, I actually got some time to read and some time to, like, get uh, involved with uh, other occult folks online and, you know, like, watch a bunch of videos and kind of absorb all that. Kind of just used, I was like, well, this is excellent song material yeah probably probably try to do something with it i don't i don't ever i can't think of uh phantasm never really struck me as the type of band that was like gonna write a love song you know i got you so you kind of got to go mining for other content elsewhere Mm -hmm. with that and i think share writing duties well well lyrically is all steve yeah I gotta, I gotta do the heavy lifting of figuring out cool words to say, but um, you know what? It's gotten easier. 
since I stopped caring as much. <laughs> yeah, you know, my favorite living rock band who does that the best, I think, is Biffy Clyro. I don't know if you ever heard of oh, them. Oh, yeah. It's, it's oh, yeah, Scott, I checked them out recently. Yeah. The Scotsman. Cool. A lot yeah. of their stuff is, like, probably nonsensical, but <laughs> there there might be a meaning to it. You never know. It's part of the fun, I think. I've, I've yeah. tried to write, like, abstract like that. Like, like I think, like, a lot of, like, non-sequitur lyrics, yeah. like, like Mars Volta or something, mm. like, probably be the most, I can, like, popular band I could think of that does a lot of lyrics like that, where it's, like, you just make a word yeah. salad out of stuff a lot of times. I've never really gotten into it, like, myself. I think it's cool when it's done awesome, but I'm... I never really like. I tried, and I'm always like, "Well, now it just sounds like I'm trying too hard to yeah. like be or something." <laughs> yeah, man, just gotta do your do you your authentic thing, whatever that is. I don't know. Well, if it's one thing, it's not being cool. Well, cheers. <laughs> I, I know what that's like. <laughs> we can I certainly mean, agree on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm not yeah. trying to, you know. It, I think it's it's also it's also cool to not say you're cool. So I don't really know where where it leads me. Yeah, I mean, the kids in Superbad were technically cool, right? Yeah, yeah. Or they they weren't cool, and then they were cool. I don't know. Yeah, that that was the storyline. I think. <laughs> That's yeah, because of alcohol. Away. Yeah, they got cool yeah. because of alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Worked yeah. for me for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm on a, a nice little 30-day sober bender myself. I know, oh, it, yeah? uh, I know it doesn't quite look like it, but uh, <laughs> there's nothing fancy in there. So, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I try to do that like once a year or so. I'll take like a month or two off, and it's a really nice reset. It's, it feels yeah. really good. Yeah, for sure. So what is that? I thought you were drinking beer. Non-alcoholic beer, man. It is mm. a, uh, it's a lifesaver, man. I don't know if I'd yeah. be able to do it without it because sometimes yeah. it's a hot day, man. Like, oh, it'd be yeah. tough not to be able to have a yeah. beer. But I don't know. At this point, I just like to taste, man. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what, kind, what kind is that? What kind do you like? Uh, the cheapest, nastiest stuff, man. I think it's called Penn's Best. Wow, I've never even heard of that. I think most people would call it like jockstrap water, but um, I just, dude, I don't care. I can drink a Bush Light, a Keystone Light, like you know, your granddad's cheap beer, and won't complain. So, yeah, what was sponsorship once, once upon uh, a time? That was we did. That it was one of us. Um, yeah, it was through. Um, um, uh, a beer distributor in Erie, PA, and they would every time we would play in Erie, they would give us two cases of uh, of Bud or Bud Light. That's so, awesome. um, yeah, and we would just like we would save them up. So we'd have one time we went on tour. I think we took like what like twenty cases of beer with us or something like that. You know, like you drink. There's only three of us. You know, what I mean, so we drink a few. You know, we're yeah. driving yeah, around. Stuff, so at then the we, time, we had a guy in the band, James. He didn't drink, so yeah, yeah. And I don't drink that much. If you know. If yeah. ever, so best guy to have yeah. in a band other than a videographer. So yeah, somebody who can drive. Like. <laughs> somebody who can drive. Yeah. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> that was me and James. Hundred percent true. 
And um, but yeah, but we, we would just stack them up in the trailer. We would just like cases and cases of beer. And sometimes you're drinking. It's a drinking a 90 degree beer in, a, in the yeah. back of a trailer. And it's like it's the best thing ever, you know. Uh, <laughs> but we also we would we would trade them for food. Sometimes we would, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. like play with some, you know, some some like college kids, younger kids or whatever. We'd be like, Yo, also, get us who, who isn't going to put up a band who's bringing bringing beer? Exactly. Like, yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I, that's the easy selling point. So, really got to appreciate Bud Heavy at the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The red can stuff. Oh, yeah. Regular, regular Bud. <laughs> yeah. So cool. We're uh, we're looking out for the new mu- music video coming up probably in uh, inside of a month maybe. We got. Yeah. Uh, we got Spirit Box probably slapped on this episode for your friends, fans, frenemies, anybody who checks in might want to listen. <laughs> uh, so we got that covered. Um, I feel like, you know, I have a lot of good things to say about Philly being that, like, just in general, my all time favorite band or maybe even bands are from there. So um, I don't know. I just feel oh, like all time favorite songwriters, uh, Mischief Brew which was uh, Eric Peterson. He was a folk punker. I had the pleasure mm. of uh, meeting him a few times. He's dead now, unfortunately. Oh. Um, but by far, like, king of the, you know, Mount Olympus of songwriting for me. You know, better than the Beatles by far. <laughs> but um, wow. then uh, Benzinger's. What's his name days. again? Uh, Eric Peterson. The band Eric was Mischief Pe- Brew. Mischief Brew. I'm not familiar with them. I'm going to have to look them up. Yeah, I used to drive up to Philly when I was a kid all the time just to go see their shows. Um, it was a it was a grand old time. They were borderline crust punks, squat punks, folk punk, yeah. whatever you want to call it. But by far, to me, like the best of the uh, of the bunch. Um, and then the main Dude, singers awesome. these days are kicking ass too. Yeah. Yep, I'm sure. I was up there the other day. And I uh, lost my keys and my phone and my wallet all in the same mosh pit and my shoes <laughs> and my hat. I had to drive back to Philly the next day to go get it. it sucked. <laughs> Where was the show? Oh, man. It's a place I've been a bunch of times, but I can never remember the name of. Was it, was it the, the Hardcore Fest? at? It wasn't a fest. It was just another oh, random just show. And I don't know Philly at all, really. Uh, so I can't even tell you i'd have to look it up and even then i don't even know how i'd look it up (laughs) (laughs) so but um i'm sure it's a place you guys have been to plenty of times it's like you got to walk down into a basement like that's really all only thing i can show first unitarian underground arts that's what it is oh underground arts oh okay yeah they're doing they're doing a lot of like that that size band shows now because there's not that many places to do that size band shows now. Yeah. <laughs> so they're one of the few that have that capacity. Yeah. Do you guys have any venues other than the first one you mentioned to play? Like, do you still get outside of town at all or you mostly stay in town? Like, what are you doing? Well, I mean, ever since COVID, you know, we have been doing nothing. But uh, yeah, that was, this was just uh, this past week was our first time back. But um, that was uh, Jason yeah. Dobbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dobbs. Um, I mean, the, you know, we have some some local spots that are still there that that survived COVID. I mean, the Grape Room 
what uh, is the spot um, that's always been very good to us. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Boot and Saddle closed down, but they're coming back. That was that's a good venue, a really cool venue. Uh, Milk Boy, that's where we're doing our okay. album release. Okay, um, when that place? Yeah, what? Uh, and that'll be at the end of the month as well, or is that a, like more like August? Yeah, that's in that's in July. Yeah, July twenty third. Yeah, okay, cool. I'll try to slap that on this episode as well for the people. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So there are so there are some still some good venues for, you know, for kind of like the, the the small club bar type of venues. Yeah. Any plans to come down this way at all, uh, Baltimore, DC? We don't have anything on the calendar, but yeah, we'd love yeah. to. We always love yeah. coming to Baltimore. Do we play? What was the last time we played down there? It was a pretty nice spot. Um, Metro Gallery. Metro Gallery, yeah. maybe. Yeah, That's a good called? spot. Yeah, it was probably there. Yeah, it's one of the few places I still haven't played yet. It's uh, one of the nicer places, though, for sure. Yeah, I like that. I feel like I remember the sound was really good. Yeah, they, um, they did it up right in there. Yeah, one of our best uh, our best band friend bands is called uh, Vinny Vegas. Do you know those guys at all? I don't. Um, my band friends in Philly right now are bees. Like, just bees. Just bees. Wait, yeah, is your drummer it. from Philly, or is is the drummer from Bees from Philly? Do you know? I think they recently lost their drummer. I think my uh, buddy Gooch is playing drums for them right now, and he's from the Philly, Jersey area. Okay. Yeah. He uh, he hit me up, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm playing this new band," and I'm like, "What's it called?" And he's like, "Bees," and I'm like, yeah. "Bees? Yeah. <laughs> Bees, Michael? Yeah. <laughs> is it gotta be?" Yeah. They are uh, surprisingly good, and I um, have become kind of friends with them. I've had them over for like our backyard parties when we have bands over, like down here, this way, and they've made the trek down. So, Mike, Mike's a pretty good dude, and their music's really good too. So, um, awesome. They, yeah, I gotta, I gotta check in with, uh, with Jason, Jason Gooch, and see what's up with that band. Yeah, um, that's really cool though. What's your band called? Uh, I call my band the Hollow Truths, after Hollow it, Truth. after a mischief brew lyric, incidentally. So, oh, nice! There's a song called "Thanks Bastards," about cops beating people up. So it's about anarchy. Yeah. So I named my band after that. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's, a, that's an evergreen thing that'll never stop happening. So. <laughs> right. yeah, I don't know. Thanks, works, bastards. Works then, works now. Yeah. Hollow. Would you say it's Hollow Truths? Hollow Truths. Yes, I believe. I know, that I've got like a list now. There is a hollow truth in Ireland, I think, that is metal. That is not me. Uh, it's just <laughs> the hollow truth. I might yeah, eventually. It makes, feeling... Go ahead. it makes you feel better. There's a there's a orchestral like like a four piece. I don't know what they call that. Yeah, uh, I did. String group that does that's named Phantasm, I think, in somewhere overseas. Okay. Somewhere, I yeah. did, yeah, I did and, find their videos, I believe, in searching for yours. Great. But I, I did eventually find the old guy in the weird video, and I was like, ah, that's probably them. Yeah. So, Perfect. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, I probably got to wind this down. Uh, kind of got to get rolling along here today. But uh, I definitely appreciate you guys' time. 
and um, you know hopefully we can all meet IRL you know as kids say one day uh, whether in Philly or whether down here I'm obviously I don't know if you've paid attention to the podcast page but I've been trying to do festivals and parties and shit like that so um, I will invite you over to the group if you still have a Facebook um, yeah if you yeah we do it's there <laughs> I mean like a personal Facebook um, yeah that too yeah I got a Facebook like uh, yeah cool then I'll send you an invite there and uh, yeah it's pretty much it do you have any like uh, partying shout outs to uh, dogs cats moms dads girlfriends husbands hobos uh, <laughs> anybody I don't know well, I want to I want to give a shout out to uh, Joe Malachi, our uh, our manager slash record label guy. Um, he's been the most supportive to us, and um, he really helped us uh, get this album out and um, kind of like get our shit together to uh, for this release and everything like that. So I want to give him a big shout out. Absolutely, sweet. What a what a gem. Cool. <laughs> All right, well, uh, I'll try to get this edited up and probably out by Monday, uh, definitely awesome. by Tuesday. So um, if you could send me the MP3 and a friend request on Facebook so I can actually find you. So yeah, I want to thank uh, Steve and Jay for coming on the show, and thank you for listening if you made it this far song you're hearing in its entirety is spirit box definitely go uh check them out and uh yeah thanks for listening